Okay. First, a mystery. I was in the library, reading about an Ottoman sultan, just doing what you do, when I saw this handwritten note on the corner of the page. It said, leave time, date, and place at, and then a string of numbers and letters, a call number for a different book. So someone was saying to someone, how about we meet up? Leave me your answer in this other part of the library. There also was another clue about what kind of meeting they were proposing. The Sultan, who the page was about, was a guy who, in between battles, wrote love poetry to other men. And the whole book was like that, kind of a who's who of people, well, men, famous and accomplished men from various parts of history, who the author suspected had been interested in other men. And it was in a part of the library that had lots of books like that. So if you were there perusing, and you noticed someone else was too, good chance you had something in common. And if you wanted to start a conversation, but you didn't want to be overheard, or if you just wanted to be a little mysterious, you could write a note in the book, leave your bookmark on that certain page, shelve it, smile, walk away, and just see if they followed the trail. Anyway, I definitely did. So, the number. This code for the other book, where the response was supposed to be left, it was a Dewey Decimal number, but this library was organized by a different system. I talked to a librarian, and it turned out the library had used Dewey numbers until 2003, so the note was left sometime before then. They also tracked down the new call number, so we figured out that if a response was left, it would have been in this one issue of an obscure academic journal, something almost nobody would read, perfect hiding place for a message you wanted to keep private. We went to find it, and we found out that all of the library's copies had been thrown away a few months before I found the note. So we hit a dead end. Still, shout out to Anthony. We did good work together. Since the mystery was impossible to solve, the only way to get an answer was to make some good guesses. I said 2003 was the latest the note was left, but the book was from 1964, and my hunch is the note was written closer to then. You were a lot likelier back then to connect via pen and paper, and to feel like you had to be stealthy to connect at all. And if it was that time, well, we may not know about these specific people, but we know plenty about what happened in those years. Maybe it's 1960-something, and you've always lived life on the defensive, but you're curious enough to go looking in the library and find this book. Maybe while you're reading, someone else shows up, and crap, who knows who they are or what they think, but here's this story about this Ottoman sultan, and maybe you can pull a page from his book. Selectively, for sure, no need to go out and conquer Egypt, but maybe you decide to be a little bold. So you look up and make eye contact, and there's a smile. Maybe you leave the note and walk away. Maybe you wonder if you've made an awful mistake. But then later in the day, you check that one issue of the Journal of Population Studies, and there it is, a time and a date and a place, a spot in a park that's secluded but beautiful. Maybe you get there and you hear each other's voices for the first time. And maybe something starts that's worth the trouble it takes to hide it, worth pretending to be friends or roommates or confirmed bachelors or whatever, and eventually worth telling the truth about and losing friends and family and jobs for. 
and maybe you learn how to replace those things. How to meet people who can treat what you have like the ordinary amazing thing that it is. And maybe they ask you, how did you two meet? And you say, oh, we were introduced by Sultan Selim I. So that's almost definitely not what happened. I just built that from pieces that were possible, and I decided to give it a happy ending. It's also possible, likely even, that no answer got left, or that one did and someone got too scared to show up. It's impossible to know. And in a weird way, that's also kind of a happy ending. Because the mission was to do something bold without getting caught, without leaving behind a trail that anyone would see. And in that way, mission accomplished. It didn't occur to me until a lot later that, as an unsolvable mystery, this little story was right at home in the book it occupied. Because to write that book, you have to be constantly asking yourself who to even include. The whole concept of the book is attraction, which, you know, is hard to see. Lots of us in our own lives bend over backwards to try and figure out if someone's attracted to us. In that way, a love story is kind of always a mystery story, too, where we look for evidence of this thing that's hidden in someone else. And a lot of times it comes down to guessing. So this author was trying to follow trails that would have been fuzzy to begin with, and what few clues there were had often been intentionally buried. So the quality of his results was mixed. The Ottoman Sultan was an easy one, thanks to the love poetry, but there was also an entry on George Washington, on the grounds that he was skeptical about marriage and never had any kids. Also Napoleon, because his corpse was apparently kind of girly looking. One of the entries was a mystery on a whole other level because it was completely missing from the copy I found, all the pages torn out. I went looking in the table of contents and the name of that section was missing too, this tiny piece of the page torn off so carefully that no other words were damaged. But even with the entry missing, the book was in chronological order, and the missing pages were right where BC meets AD. So, easy mystery to solve in the end. So the author speculated a lot, because he had to, because it was the only way to tell this story. And like with a love story, the chance of a good ending was important enough that it was worth the risk of being wrong. I should say who I am. I'm Andrew. I tell stories for a living, some history, some fiction, and like plenty of people, I grew up feeling the need for stories I didn't have. It's funny, um, I grew up in a small town in Louisiana, and we were super removed from, say, stories about men who wrote love poetry to each other, but we were also a lot closer to them than you'd expect. Not just because queer people are born everywhere and manage to live success stories everywhere if you can just find them, but also because we were immersed in references to a particular couple of cultures from long ago and far away. The old houses in my town all had Greek columns. I lived in a country that prided itself on reviving old Greco-Roman styles of government. In school, I was told to read Greek mythology, and I chose to read more of it than I had to, not realizing that those stories, before some selective editing, had been full of people kind of like me. I did eventually start learning what usually gets called queer history, the stuff from the 20th century. And it was a revelation seeing how other people had dealt with the same kinds of harsh rules that I knew. But I also made a hobby of learning stuff about times and places where the rules were different, starting with the stories that touched the place I'm from and working my way out from there. And I found a lot of stories, and I think they're cool, and I want to share them. 
And I struggle to put into words exactly what I like about these stories. It's not that they're utopian. There's plenty in them I wouldn't want to live through. It's not that they're always happy, although there are some straight-up love stories, and it's nice to see a love story where the suffering is just regular love story suffering sometimes. And they're not easy stories to tell. After all those centuries of secrecy, the stuff that's made it to us is scraps. And stitching them together into something that feels like a story? Well, I mentioned what I do is history and fiction. So my take on these stories, at least, is kind of a mythological beast hybrid of both of those. Mythology is actually the best word I've landed on for the mashup of history and mystery and hope I think these stories offer. If they were the more conventional kind of mythology, they would be passed from parents to kids or from ministers to their flocks. In this case, the obvious and only option is to make a podcast. I thought a lot about where to start, and there's one story that just packs everything I think is cool about this stuff into one place. It involves those ancient cultures that gave us the columns, and it's about one of the biggest gestures of love in the world made for a love that might even have been mutual. It left huge marks on the present, and if things had gone just a little differently, it might have left even bigger ones. And it also became actual mythology. There's a lot to this story, and I'm going to share my take on it in a couple of parts. So if there's more in the feed when you're listening to this, that's what's next. And if there isn't yet, subscribe, and it'll show up before long. Thank you for giving this a shot. Be back soon.